0: Welcome to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig Here from nice and chilly central Ohio I'm Brandon And I'm Craig But it's not chilly here where we're at <laughs> Well, it's a little toasty
1: in here right now it But we're, we're we're in a different place We're not in the stream room Because um, Brandon wanted to do this from his office today So um we have talked about moving this to another
0: location I just didn't think it was going to be across the hall Well, you know, yeah you said you wanted to record from like a coffee shop. What's behind me? Well, there's coffee behind you. <laughs> Hence the coffee shop. And today we're actually doing we're doing some
1: good coffee. And I'm what that we're the coffee that we're drinking this morning is the I, I don't know. Okay. This is really good.
0: You have it. Thirty presents out. Thirty thirty presents out. Black by Black Rifle. Okay. I had to think of which one I'm sitting here looking. I've redid my since I moved everything around. I've got all my coffee tucked up, well, not all of it, but some of my coffee tucked up in this little cubby here on my desk. And it literally
1: is like it literally is Tim Horton's isn't set up as well. I would not disagree <laughs> with that so like and here's the beauty of it. you have this little window here to mm-hmm. the uh like the you know the the entrance out here right you could raise it up it could almost like a drive through people I,
0: come up and place I could. We should do that. <laughs> i got to figure out if I can scan your mobile app <laughs> and get, get points. your points. Yeah, right. yeah. Thanks for coming to Brandon's. <laughs> exactly. Please come again. But anyways, we're drinking 30 presents out. Um, I already drank my shot of espresso straight. In your coffee is a shot of espresso. If you need more coffee, let me know. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> so the espresso is murdered out. Murdered out it's one of their darkest roasts.
1: See, and that's exactly what coffee should be and um and I think that uh, I think since I've been here over the years, I think your coffee tastes have gotten darker. Because your coffee tastes used to be like, you know, like a weak tea. Right. And you're like, "I drink my
0: coffee black." And I'm like, "Well, of course you drink it black. You can see straight through it." Here we go. So again, <laughs> and and anybody that has listened religiously um knows I like Weak coffee. I like dark coffee as long as it's not bitter. Exactly. But so many, so many coffees that are dark blends or dark coffees have a really bitter taste to them. Black Rifle, not not that way.
1: No, and I and I would agree with that one hundred percent because um, I like dark coffee too, but I don't like bitter coffee. Yeah. And yep. if you have, um,
0: and that's all in how they're roasted and everything. I mean, it's, it's almost, just
1: yeah, it's just not good. It's like you know, I know we've brought this up. You know, eons ago, I don't know how long ago we talked about this, but you know, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even get into their politics because their politics is ridiculous. But Starbucks is coffee. I don't know uh, how anybody drinks Starbucks because, um, they it's just
0: very, it tastes like they sifted it, like filtered it through like mud and gravel. It's like they sifted it through your socks after running. That's exactly what it's like to me. So, yeah.
1: You're right. But, it, but you know what I mean? There's like, yeah. the, there's like this bitter taste to it. And, um, it almost like there's like a film across it. Like, cause I put, I put a little bit of cream in, in my coffee. And, but it's almost like you can just, it, there's just something
0: really weird about it. Now, I, what that being said, Craig and I, neither one have had the, the coffee he was just talking about in what over. Oh, I haven't had Jordan their, is 12. She just turned 12.
1: I, I haven't had their coffee in I'm, six years, maybe.
0: I'm thinking 11 for me. No,
1: 10. Somebody brought me a cup of coffee when we were right. hanging out with a right. bunch of guys, and I was still in Cincinnati. And um, I drank it, and I was like, what is this?
0: I'm like, oh, this is Starbucks. I'm like, you you got me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not allowed that's, to drink Starbucks. I'm pretty so sure <laughs> that's that concoction that that bartender made in Back to the Future 3. When uh, when Doc Brown drank that little shot of, of oh, whiskey, yeah, yeah. and it made him pass out, and he mixed his concoction up, the wake up <laughs> juice, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that it was Starbucks coffee. Then it, but man, that stuff woke him oh, up. Oh man, yeah, it's just, just. Speaking of that, I was my kids were watching a show the other day, and I'm like looking at this. It was just one of those, you know, episodes where they had this one role for that episode. He was like a teacher or something. And okay. I'm like, I didn't recognize that guy. And he talked, and I'm like, oh. And I'm like, Christian, you know who that is, don't you? He goes, no. I'm like, but that's Biff from Back to the Future. He was in this Biff in this one episode. <laughs> you know, I
1: met Biff Tannen. You did. I met you him. Did. Yeah, I met him one time. And um, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't prolong this because um, I won't bore you with this. But uh, I was working at the uh, down at the Reds at the Hall of Fame and. I, I, the Reds were playing the Dodgers and, um, I was at the door where the Hall of Fame is. And so the game's going on and this guy comes walking across all by himself. Yep. And he comes walking in the door and he was like, Hey, what is this place? I said, well, it's the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. I said, do you want to go through it. And I looked at him and I said, um, I'm like, man, I know you from somewhere. And he went, no, you don't. And I <laughs> went, no, really. I said, I know you from somewhere. And he's just, he's got this, uh, you know, like if you look, if you like look at Biff, like, and like that, Crazy granny gives. Uh He's looking at me with this crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's smirking at me. And, um, and I told him, I said, um, no, I said, I, I'm like, did we go to, I said, we can go to college together. And he went, I don't think so. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm I'm wrecking my brain and I'm asking these questions. I'm like, we went to high school together. And he went, no, not at all. And, um, so finally I, I looked at him and went, I know. And he went, here it comes. I went, Biff. And he went, you got it. it. Oh my God. Did he look at you and say, McFly? No, but he did. I, I said, can you, can you say the line for me? He said, which one? I said, make like it. And he did. He was like, now make like a tree and get <laughs> and, out of here
0: and get out of here.
1: It's leaf. It's leaf, you moron.
0: And then he turned around and walked away like this guy's like right. too gushy over me. So exactly. <laughs> I've watched too much back to the future, obviously. Yeah. So anyways. How's your week going? Uh, so far so good. It's a Monday. It's Monday. So. It's cold. It's cold. Uh We're supposed to get freezing rain
1: tonight, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow morning, but, and it's like, uh, what? But? It's going to get warmer throughout but, the week, and, and then, then it's going to be slushy. Come, and then it's going to be slushy and rainy. Yeah. And then by the time it stops raining, guess what? It's going to get we're gonna cold We're going to go again. back down. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm doing it's really a, good. It's
0: the endless cycle of
1: Ohio in the winter. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like it's like the song that never ends, you know. It's like the, the song that never ends. It's like the season yeah. that never ends. So yeah, exactly. it's like oh my goodness. No, I'm doing pretty good. Um it is really cold and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh looking forward to a little bit of um not so bitter because that yes, bitterness just takes too. like your like your hands hurt, your feet oh, hurt yeah. your You know, it's like um oh, my pellet stove's been running non-stop. Oh yeah. And uh, my heat has been running non-stop. I know. <laughs> So Yuri is gonna love me when uh next month when I get that bill,
0: yeah, no, I lo- was looking at mine this month. it's crazy from um January of twenty twenty three what the difference is
1: oh yeah my my electric bill it's over
0: a hundred dollars difference,
1: yeah, my electric bill was ridiculous for and, I, and my house is not that is not that uh big best economy but, ever Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna tell you my electric bill three hundred ninety one dollars Three hundred ninety-one dollars. That's like about two eight from, 50 something was bad from like two months ago. it's almost two hundred fifty bucks up. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm like I was thinking I need to go on a level
0: belly or something like that. This is really crazy. You know what?
1: What you just need to shut
0: your your breaker box off and hot tent camp in your living room, ah,
1: and just fill the whole house with smoke. And then
0: you and then you don't have to worry about. Well, surely you can pipe it out the window of some somehow. I'd love to go hot tent camping, but then you wouldn't have to worry about the setup in the cold you're right and
1: and if i went hot tent camping right now the beauty of taking you with me is i could sit in the warm truck while you get it all set up and get the fire going and then i just kind of slide right in i'll be like dude this is great you love it i love
0: to build fires <laughs> yeah right i'm a little like a little pyro <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how about you how's it going with you i know you um your kids had a exciting um couple days with the basketball camp yeah and yep. basketball camp here at church was great was i mean great. i heard it was uh really good yes uh, seth did a good job yep, and,
0: thank you seth and and he had a ton of volunteers too yep, so yep. thanks to everybody I, know Linda, I heard there was over 50 kids and, over 50 yep. kids they were anticipating like 20 yeah um but yeah christian did that uh what is that 30s thursday night friday night and then saturday morning and um that's i told Allie, i'm like i'm gonna rearrange my office and clean it not only did i rearrange it but like rearranged it so much that the moose head is now on the opposite wall i'm actually sitting like literally
1: um right under the moose head mm-hmm. just a little bit just you and morris just hanging yeah. out looking right up his
0: uh, right nostril so yeah. uh, so but yeah no the the basketball camp was good christian had a blast and this is not a possum it is not a possum yeah yeah but but yeah no it was good and they uh, actually what went to school what, one and a half days last week pretty much They had a two hour delay And then they were on time the they next day They may not day, be and, in school tomorrow And then yeah right And so uh, they were pretty pumped about that They were wanting to go outside They went outside one day last week They were like we want to go have a snowball fight And I'm like oh knock yourself out How's that happening with it so cold It was one of those days where it was like You know 8 degrees They were out for like 7 minutes okay And they were back in
1: they were like, yeah, too, it's too yeah. cold. Too I'm like, cold. Ah, figured way, way, way too cold. Um, so, uh, I, um, you know, I keep checking the temperatures down in Florida and, um, you know, Havana, Cuba. Mm-hmm. It's really nice down yeah. this time of the year, <laughs> but we're, uh, I, I, it'll swing back around And it, today. Anita said, guess how many more days we have till spring? And I went, does it matter? She went, Oh, come on, play along with me. And I'm like, 50. And she went fifty seven and I was like, "Okay, what do you do fifty seven days i'm like so fifty one day fifty seven days till til spring, but we all know it's cold for another six weeks after that. So. right
0: I'm gonna start calling her Punxsutawney Tani Anita <laughs> exactly <laughs> did she see her shadow this morning? <laughs> when is that That's uh February second We should watch that movie. I love that movie. Can't watch that movie with kids." No, you, you can't watch any Bill Murray no kid. No Bill Murray movie. Probably none of us should be watching <laughs> a Bill Murray movie. Exactly. Right? Right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's so crazy, but right. I, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to change my alarm on my phone to Sonny and Shares. I've got you, babe, because that's what his alarm clock points him oh, yeah. up to every yeah. morning. He's like,
1: get up. Get time to get up, <laughs> campers. It's cold out there. It's groundhog day again. again. Yeah. Right. So, um, we got, uh, good day yesterday.
0: Mm -hmm, Very good day.
1: Um, thought, um, thought the songs were great.
0: Thought, thought that uh, people sang well. Um, I mean. Yeah, they did. I backed off the mic at one point. I can't remember what song. Goodness of God, I Mm -hmm. think. And I'm like, oh man, they are just second service. They were singing. Yeah. That's a good song. It's Really, really good. And,
1: um, I, um, just, that was a good day. All just people hanging around and, um, talking and, um, just seeing them, you know, just, you know, in the hallways and it's really, yep. it's really neat to, to, to see that, see that spirit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I'm, I am looking forward to the weather breaking a little bit so people can get back to, um, you know, where kind of get back into their normal routines. Cause right. I think, I think sometimes the weather on Sunday kind of, you know, when it's so cold and it's so, you know, blah, yep. um, it, there's a tenant, it's not like. I gotta go to work. Right. But I wish right. we'd have the same mindset to come to church. You know what I mean? It's like, I understand sometimes if you got kids and it's super bad. No, and, that's, yeah, especially and if, I, they're, and I get if they're it.
0: babies or something. Yeah, I, I understand that. But, but I um, I also know off.
1: that, you know, that's kind of one of those things where that can become a habit too in the wintertime. Right. Am I right?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I saw a thing. Um, well, here's this. It said, uh, United States, it's too cold to go to church and then in finland it shows where they've chunked, baptize, yeah. they have they have chunked out like ice that's like 3 inches thick or they've cut a big hole in the ice so they can baptize this girl yeah and then i i've seen another one recently where it's like showing like up in you know buffalo where they've had all that snow and stuff and people sitting in these you know stadiums covered yeah. in snow and everything they're like if if we can fill our fill football stadiums for uh for football games you should be able to go to church mhm in the wintertime too. Or just period. Yeah. But.
1: Well it's like um I, I remember I remember um in the uh, oh, I can't remember what year it was. I'm gonna say 70, 77 or eight. So we had the frigid temperatures. Do you remember that? You remember those big <clears throat> frigid temperatures in seventy into seventy seven and 8? I so don't. You? Well anyway, um I mean, we're talking snow and we're talking, dude, we're talking like 10, 15 below zero was the highs. Okay. And, um, so people wouldn't come to church, Right. but they would drive to Cincinnati and go to the Bengals game instead of Riverfront Stadium oh, yeah. and watch the Bengals play. And it wasn't even above zero. And I'm like, so you go, you go to the Bengals game and freeze out, but you don't come and come to church and, and exactly. worship God. That makes zero sense to me. And it didn't make sense to me when I was 12. So. Right.
0: Well, and I said it last week for me and it, part of it's just a, it's, it's a priority thing, but I, when I miss being here, I miss being here. Right. Like I love being here with the body. I love having conversations with people. I like, you know, being able to worship together and mm-hmm. see people and, and yeah, the live stream is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for what it is, but it's just not the same.
1: Right. Exactly. It's, it's, not, it's, the it's not the same as being with the body. Yep. It's not the same. Um, we, um before we, uh, before I, before I got into anything yesterday, uh we talked to, we referred to the sanctity of life and we had a handout that was yes. in our uh, bulletin and a uh, really good handout just kind of give you some information about, you know, the sanctity of life and how, how important this is. And I think sometimes that as a Christian, we do not pray about this all right. the time. Right. It's kind of like. We hear about it so much, it's kind of like it doesn't affect us, mm-hmm. and it really does need to affect us because mm-hmm. I think it affects us more than you know. Sure. I think our economy is affected by abortion. Exactly. I think our uh, morality is affected yep. by abortion. I think our television – I think everything that we see today right. has been affected by abortion over the last 50-plus years because um here's what I believe. You can't kill innocent children yep. for your sexual pleasure and think that God is going to bless us, and we're not going to be affected. So sometimes people are like, you know, our politicians are this or that. And I'm like, sometimes we get what we deserve, right? Because we 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 don't listen to God, and the hand of God right. comes, blessing of God comes. I'm not saying the entire blessing of God is off, but on some things where we want, like you know, especially like with the economy right now, how bad it is. It's like you know, we you know, we were talking about you know the. Our electric bills and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's like, I mean, you know more than anybody because you got kids, right? I mean, you go to the grocery store. Oh my. I I go to the grocery store and today and we buy almost the same thing identically. And what I was paying $40 for three years ago. You're over 100. I'm I'm not exaggerating. You're over 110, 115 bucks for the same exact thing. Yep. If that keeps going up over the next, um, you know, three or four years, I mean it's gonna cost me two hundred dollars just to buy what I normally buy in like so, so where do you go? Right. What what do you do? Yeah. Um so what I'm saying is that we're all affected by mm-hmm. abortion. Yep. And this is a this is a flagrant uh sin And thumbing our, thumbing our nose in the face of God of what, of what he has done and what he says is, is creation. And so, um, I, again, if you didn't get the handout, you can call the church and we'll, we can probably send you one. And, um, I, I would just encourage you to keep praying for, um, our country and, uh, we support New Path Pregnancy, uh, center. That's here in town. I know there's one in Bell Fountain. Bell and Fountain,
0: Mary. The main um, campus is Marysville. Marysville. Bell Fountain um, here in Richwood. And I think they just um, opened another one somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Um, but if you guys want to help out with that, you can. You can volunteer there. I know they need volunteers. They'll train you to do that. You can financially help. Uh, I know there's like the Walk for Life. Um, we're we're looking for a liaison here to be the kind of go-between person between them and us, and kind of um, you know keep the information flowing. And we've already had people respond to that. Yep. So if you're interested in that too, you can you know you can do that. So but um, it's very important to uh, not forget this. Right. And um, exactly. You know keep uh, keep 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 a reminder. Your, it, always in your mind, and um, to pray about this. Yeah. Um, I was listening to somebody. Uh, I never listened to Christian radio. I, that's just not my thing. Uh, Willie's Roadhouse is my uh, thing, oh, and um, again. yeah. So, but I was listening by accident. Christian radio it stopped on this, and I can't remember who, who who this was. But they were. It was actually Friday, and they were talking about um, sanctity of life mm-hmm. uh, Sunday or uh, Sunday coming up, and this was a guy talking. And he said it became real to him like three years ago. um, Something hit him. And so on the dashboard of his car, he has a reminder to pray. Mm -hmm. And he said, when I get in my car every time I say a prayer about this, he said, I have a, a reminder on my bathroom mirror. Every time I go and wash my hands, I, I say a prayer for this. He said, there's a reminder on my refrigerator. Every mm-hmm. time I get in my refrigerator, I, I literally say a prayer. He said, I don't want to, I don't want to get, be that person where it's like, yes, um, I need to pray about this, but I never pray about it. Right. And he said, now I'm probably praying 10 times a day, uh, for certain things when it comes to this. And he kind of went through a checklist of what, of what he prays about. And he just talked about how important this is and how, how we need to, you know, respect life and respect the God who created it. And I was like, that is really good. Yeah. That was super that's good. That's a
0: great, great thing, too. I mean, you you think about it. We set reminders for everything. We set reminders on our phones. Exactly. You know, hey, don't forget, you know, Thursday, don't forget to take the trash to the road. You know, exactly. Hey, don't forget whatever day it is to do this. And so I think that's important, you mm-hmm. know, to set reminders or put something on your mirror or on your dashboard or right. something else. To be able to, you know, remind us to pray for specific things. Exactly,
1: exactly. So it, that that's very important. But uh, but yeah, it was a good day yesterday, and um, just um, just uh, really enjoyed uh, the songs. I thought they they went well with mm-hmm. you know what we were talking about, and um, I just uh, it was good to see Adrian back up there again. Yeah, it it's was been good. a while to have. Yep. I know she had uh, had the baby, and yep. so she's back. Uh,
0: and I, I texted her and I was like, hey. Would love if you're able to sing. I said, I know Sunday you know, mornings can be crazy with the little ones. And she was like, oh, I'd love to. I'll be there. So it was good. It was good to, good good to have, have her back. back. She there. did a really good job. Yep. And.
1: But yesterday we talked about holiness and grace and um, taking a leap in that. And I
0: – you know, it was really um,
1: – one of those things where I was like, I really feel like this is what we need to talk about. And so we started off where the disciples come to Jesus one day. And in Matthew 24, verse 3, it says, what is the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And I love that Jesus answered in Matthew 24, verse 4, watch out that nobody deceives you. Right. And um, John MacArthur, this was great. Talk about, this is so John MacArthur. Yes. He said, there's only one problem with deception. It's deceiving. Mm. The person who's deceiving believes with all their heart they're right. But in reality, they're not right. Right. And you know what? That I know there's deception where you know you're deceiving somebody, but let's face it. Sometimes you're deceiving people, and you don't even know you're doing it. And so it, he's right about that. He's yeah. it, right. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 24, verses 24 and 5, false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders and deceive. And this is the point here. If possible, even the elect, see, I've told you ahead of time. And, mm. um, Yesterday I was like years ago when I used to read that, I, I I I was flabbergasted by that statement of Jesus because I thought, you know, the elect are Christians. And um so he's talking about Christians being deceived by what is going to take place and I could not put the pieces of the puzzle together. Now, we're talking 30 years ago, time different was a time. little different time yep. different era, you know what I mean? And so you know that it so I'm, I was t- yesterday I was like, you know, it's not drug parties, it's not satanic things, it's not, you know, sexual sins, it's not pride, it's not that. It's going to be evil that's masked as good. And Christians are going to fall for it, and can't you see that today? Absolutely. I mean, Christians are falling for all kinds of stuff. Yep. Christians are falling for things that they once said they would never fall for, and now they're falling for yep. it. And I'm going to tell you, here's the biggest thing: um, they're falling for the whole LGBTQ. They're falling for the gay marriage. They're falling mm-hmm. same-sex marriage. Yep. The you know coming out. The those things like that. And here's what happens: it's like <clears throat> if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ. I mean, you. you I'm not. I, I can't really speak to you on this because you're not going to understand this, but if you are, a, say, I'm a follower of Christ and you've got a friend or a relative or somebody, a coworker mm. and somebody at your work or so, a friend or a relative says, you know, and they come out like, and they're, and they're gay and then they're going to get married, you know, same sex marriage right. and you're a Christian and you go and you support that. That's you supporting that. Right. You may say, Oh, I don't support that, but you went and supported Mm -hmm. that. And if you're, you know, if you're a friend of somebody or it's a relative, don't you think that you would have that conversation with them to say, Hey, I want to speak to you on the terms of God's word Mm -hmm. and I love you and I don't want to make you mad, but this is really too important and I will not be there because I don't support that. I love you and I'm here for you. But we don't do that. Right. We roll with the flow. Right. That's going along to get along. Yeah. You might as well just go ahead and go to the ballot box and vote Democrat and vote that you're going to support this stuff. Right. Uh, I know that sounds harsh, and I don't mean for it to be, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, where does it stop? Right. Where does it stop?
0: Well, and the problem, too, is you mentioned this a little bit. That's the elect. Right. And you mentioned this a little bit yesterday, you know— um. Going back to that verse, Matthew 24, 24 and 25, false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Well, now you're even seeing the quote-unquote elect doing the deceiving. You look at some of these ministers who maybe at one point were on – the right track, right? But you look at someone like an Andy Stanley, mm-hmm. um, who has gone completely crazy. Rogue. rogue says that we need to unhinge ourselves from the Old Testament. His words. It's almost like Andy Stanley's had a lobotomy. Something seriously. Poor guy. Yeah, but he, he says we need to unhinge. Well, what does Jesus say about that? He said, "I did not come to abolish the law, aka the Old Testament, but I've came to I've come to fulfill it." So right. Jesus never says that. Okay, well, now that I'm here, all of that other stuff is null and void. He says, no, it's all, it's all good. It's all for yeah. the same purpose. And yeah. so, but Andy Stanley's over here saying we need to unhinge ourselves from the Old Testament. He also, excuse me, is super supportive of the LGBTQ movement. They just, um, I think, recently had a. It's it's all about the money, yeah. But they recently had a conference at their church for um, church leaders who are gay. Um, for parents who have, um, homosexual children and I can't tell you the
1: devastation that that causes throughout the ripple effect throughout the Christian community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how that affects people and how that affects mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. and how that. Yep. This is satanic. Yep. Am I right? Yep. This is satanic. So exactly. dude, the whole thing with Andy, <laughs> the whole thing with Andy Stanley, he just totally. After COVID hit, it's like... It's like there was a dividing line. Mm-hmm. It's like you knew where people were. Right. It was as, as plain as black and white yeah. at this point, yeah. day and night. It's like before you couldn't quite tell. Yeah. You couldn't quite tell where Andy was.
0: He was, yeah, he was you already... always like, what?
1: you're like, okay, I want to like him, but yet man, he does some crazy things. Yeah. But then when after all this, it's like, boom, no, he's out with yep, it now. Yep. He's like, no questions. he's kind of like the Democratic party now. They're not even masking it anymore. They're just telling you, boom, this is what's going to happen. Deal with it. Like you're going to suffer. Not on us. As long as we keep our pockets lined and we do what right. I, whatever, and that's kind of like Andy Stanley. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is what we're doing, and and he'll come back at you like you're the like oh, you're yeah. the, like no, you're the absolutely. one that's lost your your mind. Absolutely. I mean, he's I mean, I he, he's talked about removing parts of the Bible, oh, literally yeah. removing yeah, it. Exactly. Like I'm
0: not talking referring to it, like removing like it. removing it. it. Yeah, it's not applicable, and that and that's the thing. That's what Satan wants. This that is the one of the greatest lies of Satan in our culture today of saying well, and, and I've heard this times have changed, people have changed, you know God's word needs to change with the culture. No, what does God's word say? You know what does Jesus say? You know I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever.
1: Exactly. So you, um, you know Proverbs fourteen twelve. There's a path that before each person that seems right, but in the end it ends in death. Mm. And so this is a very important passage. Um, James 1, 16, he says, do not be deceived. Yeah. My dear brother. Don't be deceived. Yeah. And if you read that whole chapter, you know, James is talking about James is really good because, um, you know, we, I, I mentioned this yesterday because we talked about this a couple years ago. If you look at the book of James, here's what comes out to me. Know God's word and do God's word. Right. Those two things. And, and I think those two go very much. Uh, they go hand in hand. And, um, and James is saying if you get this truth firmly established in your heart, you are not going to be deceived. And you have to get the truth of God's word inside of your heart. And then you will not be deceived. So if you are going to a church or you're in a Bible study or you're following people like, say, Andy Stanley or somebody like that who God's word is really not in his heart, Right. He talks, refers to the parts he wants, but you're talking the whole word of God. I'm talking from cover to cover. Right. That's two different, that's two different things there. So, uh, here's my thing. When Jesus tells me, you know, watch out or you'll be deceived. Right. Don't you think you want to be deceit proof? Yes. James 117, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting or turning. It's like God doesn't change. He's never going to change. He is who he is. And James is saying, if you get this truth inside of you, you're not going to be deceived. So I asked the question, what's the truth that James is talking about? And I love James. I wish I could have spent more time on him yesterday, but I was already over time. And so I didn't want to go much, too much more overtime because I would have been another ten minutes. And so
0: I was gonna take a picture of the clock I second you, service yeah. because not only were you overtime by about four to five minutes, but Allison did not turn your clock off, so it kept running. So at one point, I looked up while we were singing, and it was at like seventeen minutes and something over. Oh my gosh! I am like, oh, I should take a picture oh of that gosh. just to give him a hard time. <laughs> so, um, the truth that James is talking about is this:
1: is there is nothing good for you outside of God? Exactly. That's truly what he's talking about. If you read the whole book of James, that's exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, So you know, um, it's no matter how good it looks, no matter how you know productive it is, no matter how financially good it might be, no matter what the culture says, no matter what a brother, sister, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, I don't care, son or daughter, if it goes against the word of God, right? God's word is right and mm-hmm. that is wrong. Yeah. And if you follow that, you're going to be deceived and Jesus is trying to tell us ultimately you're going to be you're going to bring you down. Right. So So we
0: I asked a question yesterday, what's the standard? Mm-hmm. And what is the standard? I mean in a culture that's going crazy. Right. I mean what's the, well, the standard? standard is what the standard has always been for Christ followers. The world just doesn't view it as the standard and that's that's God's word. Right, you because know, that's the standard.
1: Because uh, I mean, we've already talked about this. I mean, you know, I mentioned like you know there was an Olympic champion who's a male but says he's a female. We got Kim Kardashian elected a man. Was of he an year. Olympic champion or just a college?
0: I, I think thought he was, I thought he was a gold medalist for I think he was Canada, just, wasn't he? What who for who? Canada? Oh, maybe there was like the, in twenty one. Maybe there was a college student too that won in swimming that was a uh, male. As yeah. well.
1: I thought I thought this guy. I I, I read that you I might thought be right. he was he was either a silver, uh, maybe he was a silver from Canada,
0: right? Which means that even as a woman, he still wasn't as good as some of the women, exactly right. Even as a woman, right? Yeah, you know. But um, but yeah, yeah,
1: but there's just so many things. I mean, no, what were you gonna say? Just,
0: you you didn't say it. Kim Kardashian, man of the year, man of the year. What? Like, what is wrong with our? Society.
1: Yeah, and this is the thing. Everybody needs to realize something. this. All is a this is a standing force to go against yeah, God, yeah. and we don't see it that way. We kind of see it a cultural thing, but no, this is a spiritual thing that exactly taking place in front of us. I mean, abortion. You know, um man men thinking they're women, women thinking they're men. People who don't know what they are. People who call themselves furries. They think they're animals or whatever. I mean, what is that? What is
0: that? I went. <laughs> so I went to Roadrunner Sports a few weeks ago. And um, was trying on some shoes, and uh, the little girl there, she was like twenty one, and she was she kept trying to get me. I'm right now. I'm running in Asics. Not that this matters, but when I purchase products, I do. Are we talking about your feet again? We are. Okay. But when I purchase products, I do a, a kind of an extensive study uh-huh. in the company and what they support, right. and and like, and, and I'll dig through their website and see. You know, in some some companies you don't have to dig very far before you can see, oh, okay, they're woke. Yeah. Um and so I've I've come to find that I can't find anything on ASIC's website about what they support, right. except for running and health and whatnot. Yeah. Did you lose something? My phone, I got i found it. it. And um and there are a couple companies that I do not support, one of those being Brooks. Okay. And um Brooks every year puts out a pride shoe among other things, but they put right. out a pride shoe. Um, and so this girl kept trying to get me to try one of the Brooks out and I'm like, I'm just gonna be honest. I was like, there's no need for me to try that on because I do not support that company. Right. And I will not buy their shoe. And she goes, Oh, well, well, why? She goes, she goes, um, what, how'd she word it? Something along the lines of, she goes, "I, I don't get offended easy. You can tell me. And so I told her, I said, well, I said, I don't support what they support. I said, they're very vocal about supporting things that I think is wrong. I said, um, they put a pride shoe out every year. I said, they're not going to get my money. I said, I'm I'm all about companies making a good product and selling their product. It's like, they don't need to do this, this um, gimmicky marketing mm-hmm. with everything else. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I agree with you completely. She proceeded to tell me that she had went to, I think maybe, was it Otterbein University for a okay. year? Said a kid barked at her like in class, barked at her. I guess thought he was a dog. Oh, she goes, she looked at me and she goes, sounds like you would have probably just barked back at him. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but it is, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world. And I know this is kind of rabbit trailing. And we've said this many times, but when the world is telling us that that's the standard and those things are okay and those things are right. And it's, it's okay if you think you're a cat or a dog or it's okay to be this or that. That's what why it's so important for us as parents to um to have those conversations with our kids Mm -hmm. because if we don't tell them what god's word says Mm -hmm. and we're not pouring into them Mm -hmm. um the world's going to tell them the opposite well yeah 100 percent. and um you know
1: this is where you know you can't be really casual anymore about your 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 following of god or your christianity or whatever you want to call it and um you know sorry about that i had um i really believe With all my heart, this year is going to be a really difficult year when it comes to cultural things. Uh, Let's just be honest. We're an election year. Every time there's an election year, there's some crazy, crazy things that take place. Um, so we just need to prepare ourselves, pray, pray for you, pray for each other, pray for our families. That's why the body of Jesus Christ needs to walk in unity and we need to be in community. We need to support each other, quit fighting each other and be on the same team. Can you imagine going into battle with a platoon and you're fighting your own platoon people? I mean, you're fighting your own teammates. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, you're not going to get anywhere, but that's what I see. And, and it's just, it's just the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen in, in my life that we just can't put this together. I'm not saying we have to agree, but our purpose is the same, right? Right. Our purpose is the same. And what's that? It's to glorify God. It's to see people come to Jesus. It's to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the, it, it, that's our purpose. Um, for second timothy three verses 16 and 17 so good. all scripture is inspired by god and i said yesterday some translations say god breathed and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives it corrects us when we're wrong and it teaches us to do what is right god uses it to prepare and equip his people to every good work I love it. Paul is saying that God's word corrects us. So here's the thing. Why is it bad when God's word corrects us? Because people get all, you know, people get all out of shape when it's like you start preaching something and it, and it goes against the lifestyle and makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, maybe the spirit's trying to convict you to change to get you to repent. So why is that a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like I brought up the GPS yesterday. Right. You drive and you make a wrong turn. What's your GPS say?
0: Recalculating.
1: Exactly. What do you call your girl on the GPS? Mine is because it's on my phone now, so it's just Siri. Oh, mine's Lola. I call her Lola. Lola. Yeah, I'm like, okay, thank you, Lola. Sometimes she talks too much, too. Yeah, I get that. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) But it it recalculates you. But if you're on the right road with your GPS, what it keeps you going on the right direction. Exactly. So God's Word does the same thing.
0: Right. And that's the thing. If you go and you start driving, I mean, it's one thing if you know exactly where you're going. Right, right. But say I were to go from here to California. I've never been to California. Not right. that I would go to California. Let's stop shorter. Let's go to New Mexico. And say I were going I'm to go to, from here to New Mexico, but I'm not going to use my phone. I don't have an Atlas with me. It's going to be... Kind of crazy, isn't it? You Trying to figure out where so. I'm going to yeah. go, and yeah. you get into big cities. You know, say I go through like what St. Louis, like that thing breaks off a hundred different ways. Like, which way am I going? Oh man, yeah, it'd be I'm crazy. gonna end up in Texas, exactly. And so that's you know that's the thing is just having the Bible. I've got the GPS on my phone if I'm in the car, right? You're right. But just having it in the car doesn't do me any good if I don't tap into it. If I yep. don't use it. Right. And I think that's the most important thing is we've got to tap into right. the Bible. It is useful it, and and not just to make us feel good. You know, that that verse in Second Timothy, you know, says it corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so important. And there are times in my life where I need corrected. You know, it's no different kind of going back to parenting our kids. There mm-hmm. are times where we need to correct our kids. Why? So that they don't make the same mistake again. So that we get them back on, on path with how we are mm-hmm. expecting them to live. Exactly. And that's and no different than the Bible, you know, correcting us and mm-hmm. directing us back onto that path mm-hmm. to live in a way that it's, is right in God's eyes.
1: Exactly. Um, in Hebrews two, verse one, it says we must listen very carefully to the truth that we have heard or, it says, or we may drift from, drift away from it. Mm. And
0: that's, very important and it's and it's so easy you know think about driving in the snow right right and and it's so easy to you know to get in a patch of snow and what's your car possibly going to do it's going to drift and it's going to slide um exactly and 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 it i love what priscilla shire said about drifting she said uh, little tony evans um she is little tony right she said drifting doesn't happen Consciously, It happens unconsciously For some reason your life has gone on autopilot Or maybe you've gotten lazy And then you realize you've drifted far From God and his plan for your life Sounds like Tony, doesn't it? It does yeah. She's right though Right
1: You, you, you drift. You don't even know you're drifting sometimes. And you get to a point, you're like, well, what's, how did I get here?
0: How did I end up here? What's going on
1: here? Yeah. And, um, I love Psalm 119 verses 104 to 106. It says, though through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. And that's important to hate hate the things that go against God. Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. I have sworn. Um I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. Mm-hmm. It's like that you're going to keep what God has told you is right and, and you're going to you're going to go with that and you're not going to go with what the culture's saying. Right. And I think that's so very important.
0: Yeah, and that's such a great reminder too, you know, thinking about that idea of God's word being a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Right. Um again that kind of goes back to what I talked about last week of, you know, kind of taking it one step at a time, not knowing the full picture. Um, you know, God, if, if God wants to reveal to us the full picture, he will, Mm -hmm. but there are times in our life where we just have to trust him and, and just take that next step, you know, and that's what a lamp does. It lights, it lights right in front of you. Right, right. It lights those next couple of steps, lights those next couple of steps. Um, and so, you know, I think that's just such a great image right there Mm -hmm. of of not saying, Hey, it's going to light the entire pathway up from here to your destination. Right. But it's going to, it's going to light where God wants you to see next. And that's important that's yeah. that's that you know that kind of goes along with taking a leap exactly because
1: that you know you you have to follow god and people are like oh well it's, you know i've heard this for 30 years right you know you're it's like you're asking me to follow god blindly yeah mm-hmm I'm, I'm, that's exactly what I'm asking right. you to do. Cause you're never gonna outsmart God or right. outthink God or to, you're never gonna totally understand God. So you're gonna have to have faith enough to follow God where you don't understand. What is that? That's right. following blindly. Exactly. And you know what? It, it, it's hard. You know what else it's called? It's hard. Faith. Faith. Yeah. That's exactly what that and, is.
0: And that's, you know, my favorite definition of faith and it has been for years, like since I was like 18. You know, faith is, you know, believing what you can't see. Exactly. And and
1: that's following that's blindly. It is.
0: You're just trusting God. It's it, it it amazes me that we think we
1: can out that we can actually put God in a bubble and mm-hmm. figure this out. Here's right. the thing. I love God with all my heart. Mm-hmm. I see what God can do. I know what God has done in my life. I know what God has done over the last several months. Mm-hmm. I know what God has done in my life just mm-hmm. over the last week and a half or two. But here's the thing. What I understand of God and what He truly is is a tiny pinhole fraction exactly. in 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 a wall that is a hundred miles long. Right. That's all my understanding of God. Does that make sense? It's like, oh, absolutely. I I just, but I I love God. His He's so vast and so big. I can't even comprehend how how, how big He is. Right. Um. So it's good that you know you and I um keep our eyes in God. Keep keep keep. Keep taking in God. Don't follow the world's pattern. And in fact, Romans twelve verse two. It's your favorite verse, isn't it? One of them. Yeah.
0: Don't copy the behavior. do not you go ahead and read it? I want to. Okay. Do it. Yeah, it's your it's your verse. Yeah. It's not my verse. It, it is actually Paul wrote it. But um, but, but you, you know, you claimed I it before I read this too. If sometimes it's so easy. This is exactly what Satan wants us to do. Satan wants us to get comfortable, and he wants us to just kind of go with the flow. And Paul here to the church in Rome says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And That's if we true. allow God to change the way we think, then what? That filters into our actions as well. everything well. starts here in the mind. Exactly. So, by it, like, you know,
1: here's the thing. Like… um, even like, I'll just take you, okay? I start thinking negative thoughts about you. Oh, Brandon, da 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 In my mind, this is what's mm-hmm. going on. I may never tell anybody. Right. But then all of a sudden, you notice, wow, Craig has been acting different, right? Mm-hmm. what wonder if he's in a bad mood, wonder if something happened. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. something happens, and then this is the way it goes. We... We we are in our own mind. We are our own yep. worst enemy. And yep. um, we're not allowing God to transform that because we are still trying to handle that on our own. Exactly. You know, you may have done something that got me sideways. Well, God's word has given me a prescription of what I need to do. If right. it was an offense that it was like a sin against me then I need to come talk to you. If it's just something that wasn't a sin that you rubbed me the wrong way, well, that's not your problem. That's mine. And I have to work it out because it's not a sin against me just because I don't like it doesn't mean I'm right and you're you're wrong. It means that it's my issue to work out. Mm -hmm. But what happens is Satan gets into my mind and he starts working to make you To be the bad bad guy guy. and then i start talking bad about you so guess what now i'm no longer living in unity with you but nobody else because now i'm spreading crap about you right about everything else and and it's not right right it's not right so folks the battle starts right here inside your mind i'm pointing to my head you are pointing and uh it starts right into your mind and that's where you're going to win it Mm -hmm. and you're going to lose it so you have to allow god to transform your mind
0: exactly and and you have you know kind of in those situations um, you know and in our conversations over the past few years you know you've encouraged me when something like that happens and you know it's not an offense that happened against me it's just something that rubbed me the wrong way or whatever the best thing I can do in that moment um so you know go back to your situation of yep. say i rubbed you the wrong way the best thing you can do in that moment is to pray for me exactly you know and and i and I've learned um that when you pray for that person your heart then becomes softer for that person because you want yeah, to it does. you want to see that change you want to see you know, God work in that situation. Exactly. So I think that's so important of not, you know, it'd be easy for me to go home and, you know, get behind closed doors with Allie and say, oh man, you wouldn't believe what Craig did or whatever, you know, and then she talks and, oh yeah, no, I noticed that. And then we're back and forth and back. And then the next thing I know, bang, my heart is hard toward you. Exactly. And then, like you said, it affects everybody around me as well. Exactly. It does. Where it's like, hey, you know, will you pray with me about this? You know, and, and I think that is important to be able to, to go to your spouse and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this, but A, will you hold me accountable? Exactly. B, let's pray about it. So it's
1: very, you know, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. And that's, that's a big thing because I think the Christian community does that not only with our thinking, but everything else too. Right. Cause I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen the word of God under attack like I have seen it in the last several years. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, and, and I, and it's creeping into the church. It's literally inside of the church of Jesus Christ, which is crazy because right. we've already touched about this. We have ministers and churches and Christians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are cutting out some of the word of God. And I'm not talking, you know, cutting it out. I'm talking about they don't preach about it. They don't talk about it. Right. They don't refer to it because it doesn't make them happy or feel good. Or it may offend somebody. It may offend you. Yeah. But, um, you know, I really believe that you need to be convicted and you need mm-hmm. to have conviction in your life. I think I said yesterday, you know, you know, if you come to church 45 weeks out of the year, When you leave here 40 times, you need to be convicted about something. Right. You know, the other five times, you're fine. You know, just enjoy it. Uh, But you need to have something that you're convicted um, about. I love what Paul says in Acts 20, verses 26 and seven. He said, I declare today that I've been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, he's like, it's not my fault. For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. Basically, Mm -hmm. I gave it to you, all of you.
0: Exactly.
1: And then you get down to Hebrews 12:14 which That's I think a good is one huge. Too. Yeah. It says pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Right. And I came across and I would have given credit but I don't know who did it cuz they didn't even know who did it. So Right. Um I came across this Christian definition of pursue and it says chase after with the intent to apprehend holiness. Right. And the person was actually talking about jumping diving and Grabbing with all your might holiness. Yeah, that's the picture yeah. that you have, and I thought that was a very good um, picture because I don't think we talk enough about holiness mm-hmm. because this is one of the major things of the Bible of what uh, you know it's a major doctrine because you know it's it's not it's not um, being a connected church is not you know being a relevant church It's not being a leadership church um, it's a holy church exactly God wants us to be. He wants us to be holy. Jesus Christ is coming back for a church that's holy. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 5, 27, it says that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be what? Holy, holy. and without blemish. blemish. He didn't say perfect. Right. He said holy. holy. And if you think of the definition of holy to pursue, it's like you're grabbing you're right. holiness yep. to do what you need to do. Um So I asked... Yesterday, um, at one point, I didn't ask it as a formal question, but do you know what the dominant description of God is throughout the Bible? Holy. Mm-hmm. God is holy. Yeah, And so Isaiah, he goes to the throne of God in Isaiah 6-3. I love this verse, mm-hmm. by the way. Me too. He said, they're calling out to each other what? Holy, hey, holy, holy, holy yeah. is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Yeah. And so they're not calling out what? Love, love, love? Peace, peace, peace. They're not calling out joy, joy, joy? Right. They're calling out, holy, 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 because the characteristic of God is holy. And so yesterday I said, you know, pretend that you're the devil. And you know the predominant characteristic of God is what? holy. The church that Jesus is coming back for is holy. So if you're the devil, what are you going to do? You're gonna raise up a bunch of what, mean spirited Christians and preachers and people in the pews who are attacking one another, who don't like people, who can't forgive each other, who have bitterness in their heart, who are always, you know, causing disunity, mm-hmm. who are not living in community. And so you have Christians who are beating up other Christians right. and that's not holy whatsoever. Yeah. So if you're Satan, he's got the perfect plan. Oh, absolutely. And Christians all over this world and country are
0: falling. Yeah, for that. And and you see, you know, you see him whispering these lies into. And we talked about it after service um, yesterday as well. But I was talking with, I think it was Maria, and and we were talking about this just idea of, you know, you know, well, God is love, and, and that that is thrown around so much, and it's thrown around from you know people who really don't even believe God. And it's like, well, you can't you can't judge me because God is love, and. And God is, is peace. Well, the world's definition of love and God's definition of love are two different things. Right. You know, what did John three sixteen say? For God so loved the world that what? He killed a son. Exactly. He sent Jesus Christ to die. Um, exactly. How, how easy would it be for you to allow your son to be killed? No. I mean, I think about that for me as a father no wow yeah you know so god loved me so much that he allowed jesus christ to go to the cross and and the world's definition of love isn't god's definition of love the world's definition of love is acceptance exactly exactly i i
1: just it baffles my mind i can't tell you how far since like say 2007 or 8 that I've seen things mm. kind of go downhill. Yep. It just, it flabbergasts me how things have changed. It just, right. I'm amazed. Yeah. Amazed what I've seen taking place. And so, you know, you, um, your daughter is what, 12? 12. And that's all she's ever known. She yeah. did no prior to exactly. to that, and so this is the culture that she lives in. So it's very hard. That's why Christian parents mm-hmm. need to be Christian parents. Exactly. That's why they need to be, you know, watching what they do and not buying into the culture right. because every little idiosyncrasy that you have that goes against God's word is going to be played out through them. Right. You don't realize that because what will happen. Like what's happened over the last forty years with me, parents who haven't followed God in their life personally, mm-hmm. it has been, um, in, you know, heightened in their kids. Right, the stuff that they did, and so they'll be like, "Why well, don't understand when why they went to college and they totally turned their back on God?" Right. Well, let's backtrack and see what happened. Exactly. And, um, you know, I'm not blaming it all on you, but you you're the one that's you're the one that's to make sure that they know God. Exactly. This is your job. Yep. It's your job to not send them to school, not to give them into college and, yep. you know, get them to the next thing. No, your job is to get them to know God. Exactly. That's your job. That, that's it. Whatever they, de- whatever they decide to come, become, does not matter. Yep. What matters is do they know God? And exactly. it, when they draw their final breath, are they going to go to heaven? But I talked yesterday, about like we've made holiness to an end and we've lumped holiness into one big pot, but there's really two aspects of holiness. Right. And the first one is your positional holiness. Mm-hmm. And this is important to realize what positional holiness actually is. Um Ephesians uh one four says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be what? Holy and without fault in his eyes. So here's the thing you have to realize. God did that before he created the world. Mm-hmm. God did that. He, 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 he set a cry, he set apart Jesus Christ to be the lamb that was going to be slain before he created the world, Mm -hmm. before Adam and Eve sent. He knew Adam and Eve was going to send. Right. He did this. This, we act like that God doesn't know what he's doing. Right. He knows exactly what he's doing. He set up a plan even before he made the world. Mm -hmm. He, he, he gave us a safety net. Right. Crazy if you think about it. Yep. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. So when a person receives Jesus Christ, and what he did at Calvary counts to us. And so now when you receive Christ and you're baptized, guess what? Now you're holy. Exactly. You've, you've got positional
0: holiness through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so doesn't mean you're perfect. Nope. doesn't mean you're always, you know, from nope. that point on, you're going to stop sinning. Nope. It means you should strive for that. We talked, you know, I talked, what, a half a year ago about sanctification, you know, and that process daily. Of striving to be like, like Jesus, but it's that positional holiness. Yep. Um, you know, we're still going to have to continue every single day. It's a battle.
1: Right. What, uh, what, what, what's your, what, what's your wedding anniversary date? Um,
0: May 24th, 2008.
1: So you got married May 24th, 2008. And so Allie became your wife on May 24th, 2008. Is she more your wife today than she was on May 4th, 2008? May 24th. May twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah. No, she's not. No, she's still my wife. She's still your wife. She, and she became your wife on that day, mm-hmm. and she's been your wife that long. And how many years is that? Fifteen. Fifteen. So in fifteen years from now, she's not going to be more your wife then than she is now than she was that day. Nope. And positionally, you you and her became husband and wife. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that way till you die. So positionally, correct. That's where you're at. Am I right? Yep. So that's kind of where we're at on. The second one is behavioral holiness. And Mm this is, this one's the big one here. Uh, first Peter one, 14 and 15. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old way of living. Mm -hmm. This is big to satisfy what your own desires. You didn't know any better then. Basically, you know what? It is what it is, but now you must be holy. In everything that you do,
0: yep. just as God who chose you is holy. He's not
1: calling you nope. to be perfect. Nope. This He's is that you sanctification part. Yep.
0: This is, is striving for that holiness, striving to exactly. be like Jesus every single day.
1: He's talking about your behavior holiness. Yep. There's a responsibility when it comes, when it comes to this. So now remember we read in Hebrews to pursue holiness, which means you're chasing after you. Like, oh, right. Right. Trying to apprehend this thing. Um, it, this, that's not positional holiness we're talking about here we're talking about behavioral holiness and i don't want to i don't want you to forget the end of um hebrews 12 uh, 14 where it says without which no one will see the lord and then in hebrews 12 15 it says looking carefully lest anyone should fall short of the grace of god now this is really huge i think because my thing is this How can anybody in this country fall short of the grace of God with the preaching in America today? Mm. With the preaching of guys like Andy Stanley or guys like that? How could you actually fall short of the grace of God with their definition of grace? Right. Which shows you what? They don't know the grace of God. They don't know the whole definition of the grace of God. So Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. My grace is all you need. I love this verse. Mm My power works best in weakness and power is grace. Okay. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness and so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and the hardships and the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am Strong. strong. God refers to his grace as power. Right. So I said yesterday, I quoted Mother Teresa. I said, She pretty much ripped this right off of the Apostle Paul. But it's a good quote anyway. God's power, which is God's grace,
0: works best in our human frailties and our inabilities. Right. She's right. But too often we try to do the work. We do. We try to take, you know, the ball out of God's hands and say, okay, well, I'll take it from here. I'll call on you if I need you. Um but you know, that, that verse from Paul, you know, talks about how, you know, it's through Christ. The power of Christ can work through me. Exactly. Not I can work. Yeah. And call on the power of Christ when I need it. Exactly. And then Second Peter 1, 2, and 3 mm-hmm. says,
1: Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power, think about that mm-hmm. again, has given us all the things that pertain to life and godliness. His power is what? Grace? Yeah. Through the knowledge of him who called us by the glory and, and virtue. Now, mm-hmm. If you look at the Greek word for uh, grace, it's karos. And so that's where you hear the words, you know, grace and mercy and benefit and what do you call it? Liberty and freedom and love, all those things. It's all those good things that you like about the grace of God. But when you take this definition, that's where you see, you know, you look at that, you see Ephesians, Romans, and Galatians. That's where you get the grace of God that most American churches talk about today, right? That's all you hear about, right? Yeah. Grace, mercy, and love. Right? Grace, mercy, and love. Mm-hmm. God's grace will cover you. God, 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 God. But if you take the entire definition of keros, then you're going to see that the rest of it is this: divine influence upon the heart, which is that's what God wants, mm-hmm. right? And um, in mind, yeah, and it is reflected. In the life that you live, right. that is your personal, that's your behavior holiness. Behavior
0: exactly. It yeah. doesn't just stop with saying, you know, okay, yeah, I accept Jesus as my savior. You talked about, you know, Wayne Smith talked about for years about saying, you know, so often people get baptized and then right. they just drip dry, stand there and drip dry on the the steps of the baptistry the rest of their life. Exactly, you know, it's about that every single day, and it's about that behavior and that that change. That exactly to change the heart, change the mind, change
1: and i i think you already mentioned this earlier just you know um you know a minute or two ago but a lot of times we just try to do that on our own right. we try to be good on our right. own we try to give ourselves grace we try to we we try so hard to do this on our own yep. and we're such failures right. at it. it never it never works because you can't do this on your own it it's a god thing uh God's grace is not just forgiveness of sin. It, I believe it's a free gift. I mean, it is a total, exactly. totally free gift. It's an empowerment that gives you strength when you're weak. That's why the Apostle Paul says, when I am weak, I am strong, strong. because now he's got the entire thing of the power exactly. of God's grace in his life. So the question I asked yesterday is, do do you want to be free? Right. Then you need to admit that you're weak and... And you're frail, and you need to allow God to to take you where you need to be and allow his true power. I mean, not just the love, mercy, and grace of it, but Correct. the rest of it work exactly. in your
0: life. I love the verse from Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. It says, pursue, there it is again. You read this again. Peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God.
1: So which makes a little more sense now that what we're talking about exactly. this, you know. And so, your
0: analogy was great, and I cannot wait for my 2024 Cadillac Escalade. You said I even like the color <laughs> to be delivered. The color is sweet. I'm not a red fan, but the color with the the front grill and the the um, you know the the rims. Those rims are. Doesn't that look good? You'd look good in that. I would look. I would probably need a booster seat to be yes. able to see the steering wheel. I'm sure the seat raises up.
1: I'm sure it up goes in up a 2024
0: right. Cadillac Escalade. Oh LA. yeah,
1: you're gonna get everything, bro. The pedals should
0: come. Closer it's not like to driving me. a Chevy. What's that mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> I, like I drive a Chevy. I, Chevy. I, I drive like... a Chevy, so it's not gonna be like driving a Chevy. I like my Chevy. But you gave that that great analogy of saying, you know, just imagine. You said, what if I were to buy you a 2024 Cadillac Escalade, and I showed up, I put it in your driveway, knocked on your door, dangled the key fob, because surely it's a key fob. It's yeah, a, I, key. yeah I, 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 I don't know what you do. What, whatever it anymore. is. Yeah. You know, pro- <laughs> download the app on your phone now, probably. Exactly. But anyways, give you the key fob, and it said, hey, this is a gift. I am giving it to you. It's 100% paid for. This is your 2024 Cadillac Escalade, and you're like, oh man, Craig, thanks so much. And you know, say I go out and I sit in it, and I maybe I do raise the seat up to where I can see over the steering wheel, and I pull it forward so my feet can touch the pedals. Because after you got out, you exactly. aren't going to touch the pedals. Exactly, you're drinking coffee. I'm drinking and coffee, and listen. I turn the sound system on. Maybe I'm listening to Skillet you know cuz you love skillet i love it um you I, have, john, I have it preset to willie's roadhouse for you, you and john cooper would get along really I'm well sure. i can promise you that but anyways you know i listen to the radio i it, you know you didn't say this yesterday but i'm thinking you know on a cold day like today I bet the, it's got heated seats, a heated oh, yeah, steering wheel. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't have to wear my gloves while I'm driving. Yeah. And I just sit there in it, and I, I love it. And then I turn it off, and I go back in my house. And I do that every day for, what, six months? Six months. Instead of the heat, you're turning the air on. Yeah, and then if I'm turning the air on. I'm just enjoying it. I lay the seat back, and I'm like, oh, this is the life. I love these leather seats. and But I never pull it out of my driveway. Am I really tapping into that full gift?
1: No. No. You're not, you're not using, you're, you're, you've only been using the front part of the gift. You've not, you've not actually been using the most important, important part of that so gift. So I am
0: essentially falling short of that gift that you have given me.
1: And that's Hebrews twelve fifteen. looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God and i think we do that we yeah. fall short of the grace of god because we're not exactly living in the total empowerment right. of the grace of god and this is so important and i'm going to be honest with you this is this is when you get this it's almost like a mental brain click you're going to yeah. hear the clicking yeah it's going to click in your mind oh my goodness how did yeah. i not see this before uh, hebrews 12:28 therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken mm-hmm. let us have grace By which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Mm. There is the mercy and love and forgiveness. And then there is the behavioral part of it, which allows me to serve God in reverence. Folks, this goes, there's, this this is now a mind stretch because now the grace of God, the full grace of God takes uh, another whole dimension for us. Absolutely. Um, Romans five, two, we have access by faith Mm -hmm. into this grace. Access by faith. It is – I don't really under. – I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand the whole grace thing, but right. I'm taking a blind leap into – That's where faith comes in. exactly. Yeah. So it says we have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Mm, so and good. that's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the thing about we have to remember is that we have to take a leap to – to intentionally do this, to intentionally yeah. bra- embrace holiness and, and, and the grace of God, because I believe one hundred percent that there are people today who are still trying to live the Christian life on right. their own and make exactly. themselves good on their own,
0: right? Um, and that's why you know it's so important that we have both of those aspects of yes, um, you know, of, of holiness or was it was it holiness grace?
1: Well, grace and holiness. Yeah. There's the, the but but grace, yes, grace, yes,
0: positional and.
1: Well, holiness, holiness is the positional yeah. and the... um um, And so, you yeah. know, behavioral. Behavioral.
0: And I love that, you know, reminder from Jesus in John fourteen twenty one, And you read this from um, the Amplified Version.
1: And, you know, when I was reading this, when I, I was practicing this earlier, you know, like with Allison the other day. And when you read an Amplified Version, you read the brackets. Right. But you don't read the, what is that, the parentheses or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: so... Yeah, but anyway,
1: it yeah. is good. Right? It is good. It,
0: yes. But it says, Jesus says, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who, and then in parentheses there, really, really. loves me. I love that. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father. So before we go on, let's, let's break that down. So the person who really loves him is the person who what? Has his commands. And. Yep. So that's kind of that positional. Yep. You have them. Mm-hmm. And keeps them behavioral Mm -hmm. is the one who really loves me, and whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I, too, will love him and will show—and there it says, reveal or manifest—myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. I love it. So good. I love it. So good.
1: So we have to realize that holiness really is not an end to itself. It's the doorway— I believe to the intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. Once we understand holiness, and once we understand def- the definition of grace, and um, I think as a Christian, we're we're going to live in that. We're we're going to bask right. in that. So that's when you can get like with the Apostle Paul when he understands. You know, in my when I'm weak, I'm strong. Exactly, because you're you are weak, and your strength comes through the literal definition, the entire definition of the grace of God. Exactly, and so that's where that goes to do. But listen to James four four. I love this because a lot of us we've been talking about you know. Don't cus- don't don't copy the world, don't live in the world, but a lot of us do. But James right. sets it straight in James four four. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? And mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. You can't do worldly mm-hmm. things and actually think that God is happy with that. Right. And um so Jesus tells us in Matthew 20 or Matthew 16 verses 24 and 5, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your way and take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you're going to find it. Yeah. It's awesome. So it's
0: good stuff. Yeah. It is
1: next week. We're going to tap into the Holy Spirit. We're going to leap into the Holy
0: leap Spirit. into the Holy Spirit. Yep.
1: Exactly. So, um, Hey, don't forget about a, just a few things. I'm going off the top of my head here because I don't have it in front of me. So we've got the um potluck coming up on February the 4th at 530. 530. If you haven't signed up yet, you can sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign up. Tell us how many you're bringing. Tell, tell us what you're
0: bringing. Don't need to tell us what you're bringing. Don't need to? Okay. No, we're supplying the meat, so just bring a side dish or dessert, and we're going to trust that. The Holy Spirit is going to work all that out. Perfect. I'm, I, I bet he can put some grub together. So I, I have been asked. The church is providing the meat, but I've been asked to um, to smoke some meat, so I'm going to do that. Um, I'm also excited about another thing I'm bringing. But you want just to surprise everybody? Let's just surprise everybody. There's, there's just a teaser. Let's put it this way. It has something to do with possum. It's just, yeah. We'll throw the teaser out there. Yeah. So you're going to love it. Pretty pumped. You're going to love it. It's gonna it's gonna you're gonna love it. Let me just right. put it that way. It's
1: gonna, it's not, gonna be great.
0: There yeah. we go.
1: We'll see. Um so we got that going on. Um for those of you who are listening who maybe have been new to RCC or you've never um Never Taken, the uh, What We Believe class, um, you can do that. Um, we The elders are offering the What We Believe class. It's going to be for three weeks, and it's down the road a little bit, but it's going to be on March the 3rd, the 10th, and the 17th, all on Sunday mornings at 10.30 in the morning. And uh, so you can sign up. Um, Sometime this week, it's not up yet, but you can sign up again at richwood.church forward slash sign up. So I encourage you, if you've never done that, uh, they had it at six weeks one time, but they're, they've they condensed it down to three weeks. And yep. I, I really believe if you've never taken this yep. class, you need to do it That's because gonna be I think it's going to be good. They've condensed this down to be really good, so I'm hoping that you guys will... Sign up to take that, and there'll be some good discussion. Yeah, we'll have, uh, that, yeah. have
0: information yes. um, on the website for that as well. as um, I'm sure we'll have Facebook posts coming out, but we'll have a sign up for that by midweek this week. Yes, yes. So I don't know what else is going on other than um, – the- I'll throw this out there. I know Children's Ministry is needing help. Um, I know everyone that listens here doesn't attend RCC, but if you do, um, they're needing volunteers for their wonderful work, special needs ministry. They're looking for volunteers who can attend the fourth and fifth grade class with one of uh, the special needs students, the student needs one-on-one assistant um, on the second, third, and fourth Sundays of the month. And so if you would like to help with this um, any of these weeks or would like more information, stop by the Children's Welcome Center, or you can contact Anita Brads on that as well. Boom. There you go. There I'm you reading go. from last week's uh, Connected Oh, there you break. go. Perfect. So. Perfect.
1: You got it under control. Yeah. So... Well, hopefully, you guys have a good week and uh, keep warm, keep dry. It looks like a wet week coming Gonna up. It'll be slushy. Yeah, oh, tomorrow looks like there. a dicey morning. So, yep. if you got
0: to get up and get out. Be careful. That's right. Your kids might be out. Well, we'll see. They would love nothing more than that. I know um, they were out on Friday, and so I texted Jordan um, Friday morning, or was it another morning? They were out like practically all week last week. But, they were. Um, but I texted her the one morning, and I heard like 15 seconds after I sent the text and said school was closed. She, um, must have told the other two, and there were cheers from <laughs> coming from upstairs. I was. This is awesome. Bet there was. Oh, man. So, well, I don't have anything. I think we discussed it out. I think we did. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Have a good week. You too. We will catch you guys um, next week. Thanks for listening.